It's gonna soon decay, and my Lord, oh, gotta find somewhere to stay. If you see me moaning, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> I'm building me a home. Right. <laughs> That's how you feel? It is nigger appreciation, man. It is. It is nigger culture, man. It is. It evolved from Black History Week, and now it is Black History Month. Brian! Yes. This is another episode of the Everybody's Favorite Podcast with your favorite friendly neighborhood cast Negroes. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here. I've said your name a few times. Yes, I did. And this is the Jigsaw Podcast where we talk about all the things, but in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pompous circumstances of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brother, how are yes. you doing? Man, as always, it's a, always a great day to be black, brother. Oh, yes. We are in the land of the living. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I just feel good in my soul. I don't know if you can hear it. I feel, I feel, I feel it in my it's, soul. It's something that the... You know, when Black History Month or Black Negro Appreciation Month, as we call it here at the Jigsaw Podcast, you know, it's mm-hmm. patent pending, trademark, mm-hmm. don't infringe that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just something about being black. And, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we celebrate blackness all the time, but it's just something when when it's all just a time. thing. Yes, when it's Lord. a thing. So, and I'm on I, I feel it in yeah. the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. And I feel like last week, too, we really gave God our best mm-hmm. on this here show. We almost got caught up in the glory of the Lord. We did. And I've been hearing great feedback that was like, ooh, y'all really encouraged me. Encouraged. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, I'm so glad that we were able to do that. I said, contrary to popular belief, shout out to that episode, me mm-hmm. and Brian love God. We do. And we love his people. We do. And every now and then, we said, God, have your way. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Jesus. Any particular things you're excited for during this here um, Negro Appreciation Month? Um, I'm going to not do a lot of work um, the, for what they did to our ancestors. They worked right? enough. Yeah. They worked yeah. enough. So our ancestors were, get, you know, they were on the clock and not getting paid. Ooh. So I'm going to be <laughs> on the clock, getting paid, and not doing not I'm not doing work. <laughs> Just like Juneteenth, it, it, before, it was, before Juneteenth was a thing where it was a national holiday or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people got off. I was literally just at work on Juneteenth, not doing nothing. <laughs> and when it became remote, I was at home on Juneteenth, just like, okay, well, I'm just, okay. Y'all can be on paper for this day. I'm not doing no, nothing. Listen, I, we deserve it. We do. Anyway, I feel like we deserve some, like, givens. Mm-hmm. And Juneteenth was a long time coming, but we, most people got it. Some people who still work, um, God bless y'all. I don't know their life. I don't mm-hmm. work on Juneteenth. Um, I refuse to work on Juneteenth. So, anyway, Brian... Yeah. Um, I think we have what one more week of the green top gift. Special? We do, we okay. do. So this this is a fire sale. We need to yeah. get in there, there and get it while you can. Get it when you get it while you can, because you know the price. What did uh, what's the man um, say? Tomorrow's price is not the same 
things, prices. What is Joe? Was that, that Fat Joe? Yeah, Fat Joe mm-hmm. said that. Fat Joe. Uh huh. Um, does Fat uh-huh. Joe celebrate Black History Month? He know he loves know. to use the word nigga. Is he, he, he black? Is he or is he straight up? Black he's nigga. Cuban and like Puerto Rican or something like that. Oh, he ain't black. Yeah, but he uses he loves you the word talk nigga. Talk about the Latinx who love to say nigga. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so listen, we are super excited as always, man. Listen, we have a, a nice little partnership with Josh's cousin, uh, Jacqueline. Yeah, uh, Rogers. Yeah. Uh, and she has a wonderful company called Green Top Gifts. For those that she aren't does. familiar with it, we we love that company. They have um, Christmas accessories. They got yes. apparel, right? Yes. They got mugs and, yes. and all kind of things for Christmas. However, they've mm-hmm. since branched out and have other accessories as well. So you can get your birthday accessories, mm-hmm. your gift wrapping paper and all that kind of stuff, your gift bags, um, things of that nature for um, uh, even for b- baby showers. If you, if you you know got somebody pregnant recently with and wedlock, right? Or wedlock, however you want to do your thing, right? Um, you can get the, the gift for the baby shower do all the things go out there on greentopgifts.com and when you're about to check yeah. out or what have you put in the code jigsaw22 jigsaw22 uh, again, jigsaw22 let them know that the jigsaw uh sent y'all the puzzle pieces are full effect so you know again but then the next year she comes back and says listen the puzzle pieces did they thing oh yeah we are grateful uh again jigsaw22 you can get 15 percent off on everything everything not just one thing everything 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 on the store and it's the best time to get it uh get it while it's getting as good and we are excited to support black business on Black History Month. So if any time yes. you should go buy that stuff. It should be now. It should be now. Call me now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mother Cleo. <laughs> we have exchanged her out of the black delegation. Her. Just, <laughs> she's over there with Candace Owens and all that. We don't oh, want gosh. Cleo. We don't Cleo. want she, she ain't as bad, but she's over there. Mm-hmm. And we don't you want it. She, you know she has a documentary right now on uh on HBO. I watched it. You watched it? I watched it over the Christmas holiday. Did you do you plead the blood while you were watching uh, it? No, because there's no real sorcery going on. <laughs> there's n- that was nothing real. So what, I'm going to tell you this. What was funny. First of all, only the first hour is like good because the last mm-hmm. hour gets into after she was like dismissed from the court case and like her life as a new a new lesbian and oh, she goes I to die. She's a lesbian. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we didn't scissor. know either. She was we didn't know either. We didn't know. Oh. Listen, I know that's a big. That is, those are bush years because Cleo <laughs> wasn't no small woman. Okay, those, those, <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Anyway, so what was most interesting about the documentary was first half of her life, or the first part of the documentary, she interacted with mm-hmm. this black theater group. They all okay. was like, she ain't never had no accent. We don't know where this woman came. <laughs> and then when she got to the whites, they was like, but she's always spoke with the accent. We didn't we have thought- any reason to believe. I was like, because the blacks gonna know. We gonna know. We don't. We gonna find out. We gonna find out. So anyway, it's we gonna find out who your mom is. But I'm gonna tell you this: once they get past the big lawsuit with the psychic company, mm-hmm. and she gets dismissed from it because she wasn't like, like they didn't find her to be like one of the people who were. I mean, it's it's funny that she mm-hmm. was like found not guilty in terms of persuading the people. But anyway, uh, but they were did. suing the company. Once they okay. get past that part, it goes downhill. And it's, I finished it because I was watching it. But I wanted more scandal. I wanted more uh, fake psychic readings. I wanted all the mm-hmm. things. I wanted deep. But she was so secretive. So nobody really knew where she was from in real life. They could not pinpoint her back to Jamaica, anywhere in America. It's like she just popped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess they didn't have much to do or to say. But, you know, it's, I mean, if you're just bored and want something to watch. 
Wow. Yeah, and apparently, from what Lauren was saying, like one of her college roommates, or one of her good friends at college, uh, like that's one of her close relatives. Mm. So she said she had her, overheard conversation with Miss Cleo <laughs> plenty of times when she was back in college, which is funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Call, me is... Call me now. Call me now. Call me now. The devil. <laughs> Sound like the nigga off of uh, Living Single. <laughs> that what was, was his a name? terrible <laughs> Russell. Russell, that was a terrible Jamaican accent. Khadija. <laughs> Regime. So, so bad. So bad. My God. Oh, anyway, you have a black ass question for us this week, Brian. Do I have one? I don't know. I don't I don't know if I have one that's really serious, but um I got I got I put it on social media and I just really have a question. This is really a serious question is um I guess it's not really serious, but why does Beyonce always have feel the need to drop? A concert announcement during tax season because it's Beyonce. Let's start there. It's for you real fast. <laughs> Two, Beyonce remembers from when she came. <laughs> Niggas are more prone to spend that tax money on frivolous things <laughs> than, than 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 important things. So she know if I drop it. I'm gonna give all the blacks a chance. Listen, <laughs> because they all have fresh new money. If I did it in the middle of the summer, that tax money had been spent already. If I do don't. it now, they go. <laughs> They gonna have fresh money. Listen, so she, Beyonce is an equal opportunist. <laughs> That's what she is, my friend. <laughs> she remember she them days when Matthew and Tina didn't have a whole lot of money. Her mom was doing hair, and Matthew was and working some nine to five accounting job. She remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the funny thing is, like niggas thinking she's doing for Black History Month. Oh, Beyonce just you know for the people. She did, girl. She did. <laughs> she did. You're not gonna tell me otherwise, bro. <laughs> she Listen. did. Did you get a text from Asher this morning asking about Beyonce tickets? I got an Instagram DM actually telling me that she had already <laughs> registered on the Ticketmaster group for Atlanta. Listen, everybody I know, <laughs> we've had this conversation about Beyonce. This morning, tickets, Lawrence even messaged saying, you know, with the Beyonce concert, it's only a couple of days after my birthday. Like, <laughs> girl, I understand. Like, I, I've already looked it up. Um, so I'm gonna try I'm, to do different locations. What location you think you're gonna I try to go to? I registered for every registration group, so I'm trying to get in where I fit in. I told Asha, I'm determined. If we got to fly to France, we going to France. Get your passport ready, my dear. We're going. I need to go out and register, bro. I'm just telling you, wherever I get accepted in this registration pool is where we're going. It ain't gotta be in Atlanta. Right. Are you crazy? Mm, that's Brother, true. I would go to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma <laughs> to go see Beyonce listen, if I had to. Listen, okay? I, I would go to move. Fargo, North Dakota if I needed to be, if that was gonna if I was gonna be a part of the Rennie Henny tour. Do you hear me? <laughs> listen, because she might bring out she might bring out the people. <clears throat> she gonna bring out all the people. Yeah, we're talking about the billboard though. I don't wanna talk about too much right now. I think we have something to Okay. You got me excited. <laughs> you got me excited. You know I'm a Bayhive boy. <laughs> <sighs> Cause I care, I know you don't care too. That is my favorite song. She better <laughs> keep that in the in the. I know she does the Renaissance stuff. You better keep some of them oldies in the lineup, Giselle. Listen, okay. it's a lot of songs. Song of the song week. Of the I'm gonna get stuff. Um, I was kind of determined. I don't know what I was gonna do. I don't know which okay. way direction I was gonna turn. Okay. Um, but I just went easy because it's- oh, you sound like Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever do too many things. <laughs> we like them nice and rough. <laughs> um, that's a black classic. Okay, I, I know. Pause for a minute. Mm-hmm. I know that domestic violence and abuse is not laughable, <laughs> but Angela Bass and Lawrence Fishburne—they <laughs> deserve all the flowers for that. They 
when she slammed that man's car, said, look at you, look what you did, anime. You messed up a nice automobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't no anime. This ain't no, this ain't no anime. It was just, it's, it's so, it's so good. It's yeah. such a great movie. It's oh. so good. I, I, so if good. you die, I'm going to kill you. What? Is <laughs> <laughs> that I, even I, me? I, I, I got off that narcotic now. I got off the narcotic. I got off the narcotic. They want me to do it. So I can't think of the, um, I can't think of the song. So, ain't, ain't nobody going to listen to you like that. Ain't nobody gonna, somebody might like that lot of that stuff you singing right now. But anyway, it ain't like with me. You used to do it. I love it. Oh, it's I love so it. good. It's really good. Um, so I, I was torn on the song of the week. Okay. So this today I woke up listening to Marvin Gaye. What's going on? You know, because it's the first I thought day you better say Marvin Sapp, but I know you didn't wake up. Never would have made it. <laughs> Never would have made it. <laughs> um, Praise him in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about Marvin Marvin Gaye. Okay. You know, I so said that's a good. Uh, you know, oh, what's going on is a great song for Black History Month. Then I okay. thought about. The Black National Anthem being the song of the week. Mm. Okay. I thought about that. Blue um, Ivy's version. Whose version? <laughs> Blue, Blue Ivy. She got a version? Oh, 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 oh cover? Yeah. Oh. No, no thanks. Oh. It, 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 it ain't streaming, is it? Proceed. Um, but I said, so what other Black Anthem? You know, so I expanded the Black Anthems. Okay. Um. So Ryan. he goes, here, here it goes. I don't know what you finna do. Go ahead. It's Black History Month. So I don't like this play, setup. Play a, a, a black anthem. Okay. Here we go. The is Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. stop there. Yep. For for our constituents and our our <laughs> listeners, you know who Nucky B. Buck is. There. Uh, I wish I had it queued up to you know. Uh, and we knocking and bucking yes. and ready to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody's part. Man, yeah, woman, it, non-binary. It doesn't matter. Everybody. That's what everybody's part. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. were literally at um that putt. What's that putt place? Uh, like a, a mini golf place in Midtown. But but what is this? Is it called Putt Putt? No, 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 it's somewhere. It's Putt Shack. But nigga, they they play Nuck if you buck, and that place. Oh my god! I know. Up. It it it's provocative. It gets the people. It going. gets the people going. <laughs> play Nuck if you buck in Atlanta. It, any it, any black black. <laughs> and I think that's a conversation we need to have at some point. Um, we need to list make a list of black anthems, right? And then tears. Right, I think I had the conversation. I, I think I asked you, is the boy is mine same level as weak? And can we talk? Like, what level of black anthem are these songs? The boy's mine is not. Let's just let's just let's, mm-hmm. wait a minute, Brian. That was almost <laughs> blasphemous. First of all, let's let's credit this song of the week real fast. <laughs> yeah, song of the week. Uh, Nuck if you buck crime mob. For those that don't know that, then if okay. if, what are you doing? If you don't know, the, if you don't know Nuck of You Buck, Crime Mob, how black okay. are you? Okay. And we're not discrediting anybody's blackness, but yeah. it's black as your mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're fine. Let me. Do, can I do this? Can I bury the hatchet between me and you? Go for it. This will be the year I'm going to finally let it die that you yes. didn't know in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finally let it die. It's been two years. I feel like you've, you've I feel like, 
I pay my debt to society. I, I, yeah, I feel like you paid your debt to black to black culture. <laughs> I feel like you have. Right. So now you can officially call people out again because <laughs> there's okay. just some. Okay. That was a black thing you didn't know. <laughs> you know your Angie Stone stuff. We go. We, we ain't gonna worry Listen. about that. <laughs> we ain't gonna worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna worry about that. You know uh, your Donna Lawrence stuff. Your mom, your wife is one of the biggest <laughs> Donna Lawrence fans in the world, and you don't know none of the man's music. So we go. We go. You know we go. We go. We, we, we ain't gonna let you. Hold, we ain't gonna hold it over here. But I'm gonna let. I'm gonna finally bear it. This temptation. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the ground. Now, mm-hmm. back. Boys, mine <laughs> may be a great song, but mm-hmm. a Negro national anthem, it is mm-hmm. not. <laughs> it's not. Okay. So it's it not the same. Not. So, what tier is what you put that in? We, I again, mean, we, I think Week and Can We Talk is in the, at the top. Yeah. So, so where the boys can mine? we talk? Nuck if you book, wipe me down. Some of, I think those are, that's your Mount Rushmore of mm-hmm. black anthems. Before I let go, like all that, mm-hmm. yeah, is at the top. I think if we're doing tiers, ooh, I'm, I'm trying to see if it's a tier two or three mm-hmm. because I, I feel like if you play boys, my I, I, a good way to gauge this is a, a black brunch. Mm-hmm. So if you play the boys, my I feel like it's gonna get the people going, but mm-hmm. it ain't gonna even get the people going as much as the Fantasia. Um, when I oh, see when you, you, yeah, because that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Like the whole room used to go crazy. Yeah. And I've never seen people react even in that way to the boys' mm. mind. I've mm. seen people like sing, but not like, mm. you know, really get going. Um, I think it's one of those, you know, Nene was on. <laughs> Nene was on the <laughs> Breakfast Club as a guest host. And she was talking about her, she was being very shady, but she made a point about being famous and known. Uh-huh. And I think if we're talking about tears, boys' mind is known. The mm-hmm. other songs are famous. Mm-hmm. So we can do that one day, bro. We can really have a full music episode to break down all these things. The tears, yeah. the uh, everything we said we've been talking, we, we started talking about these last couple episodes. We've been building an episode up. So Listen. let's just go and save it. Let's go and save that. All right, I'm right there. The boys, this is the boys' mind in the same tears. Can we talk? It was, it was a question. It was a question. Uh-huh. It, it was a little, uh, it was a question. No, no, it's, it's, no. it's a who, who are you, Brandy? Or are you, Monica? People, people you know, have arguments over who they, who, what part they singing. You know, the doggone doing? girl is mine. That's what, that's what Michael Jackson said <laughs> in the original. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. All right, Brian, because I'm not going to get stuck yes. with the music stuff. Are you ready to go do the lesson report and talk about some black right. excellence? Super ready. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. All right, we heard the blessing report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. And since it is Black oh, yes. History Month, what better sense does it make to shout out a black company called Black Forever? Right? Uh, oh, our, yeah. Isn't it a great company? Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Definitely one of our frat brothers uh, is mm-hmm. one of the curators and founders of this amazing, amazing company, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. poetry, uh apparel mm-hmm. all the things you can think of um you know i'm reading one of the uh, quotations off of the website of uh, black forever atlanta right after george floyd's murder in 2020 i received dozens of calls about new merch people wanted something to wear to the protest after relaunching with a summer collection that june i called my friend and frat brother raheem and told him that i needed help with turning black can forever into a, a street second, Brian. wear brand yeah a company called Black Forever with a co-founder named Raheem. <laughs> Listen, 
It don't get no blacker. No, <laughs> no blacker. It don't get no blacker. My God, that was no black pause. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm, no blacker. Listen. <laughs> so uh, you know, back in 2018. Um, so John. Uh, Right, brother. Shouts out to John. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a poet, so he does poetry. He's on the poetry scene and stuff like that. But he launched a brand in 2018, um, pushing a message of really just you know black stuff, black forever, black empowerment. Um, so it's great stuff. You can go actually go check it out right now um, on black is blkfrvr.com. Um, the goal, the goal is simple: to amplify black culture in Atlanta by uniting us under the mantras of pride, excellence, and hope. Uh, team partners are people like us, right, in society right now that we can catch any pop-up stores or pop-up shops. Uh, they spread the Southern hospitality and all that kind of great stuff. So go out and check them out right now. Um, they're on all the socials. Uh, they have a website as well. Again, it's B-L-K-F-R-V-R. That's how black it is. You just get rid of any type of... Vowels. Um, just let them va- go. <laughs> just let them go. Let them go. And you know what it says. <laughs> black forever. <clears throat> We know what it says. We know what it says. That's what's so, up. Shout out John Wood, our frat brother, friend of the, of the podcast, friend in real life. Um, yep. Love to see it. Bless up to them. Bless up. Um, looking at the rest of report, and it looks like it is blank. So no yeah. notable black person has passed away. My God. My God. He stayed the hand of death. Woo. Glory to his name. Something hit my spirit, though, as you was blessing up John Wood in Black Forever. Okay. You said that he's a poet. He is. And it made me think about this. Cannon to the right of them. (laughs) Cannon to the left of them. Cannon behind them. Volley and thunder. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Raphael de la Ghetto. (laughs) Raphael de la Ghetto. (laughs) Is Raphael de la Ghetto going to come back on on Bel Air? It's been great. No. <laughs> At least not in season one. So no. I, oh, you're watching it finally. I'm 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 caught up. I'm ready for season two coming out this month. Because you protested this harder than you did Renaissance. So I I didn't, it wasn't it wasn't a protest. Brian Allen Brian Allen We would not start Black History Month off with lies and fables. I I protested Beyonce. I didn't you, protest uh, Bel Air. It took you a year and a half to watch Bel Air. That we was were a talking protest. about it in the group. We were doing all types of things. That was a protest. Though. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just, I am offended. It's, it's black issue, we don't need this fight. We need this fight. Where is Dr. Umar? <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> I got a clip of Dr. Umar that really, oh. I really enjoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be foolish. And I, I know probably it. can't even, the Lord ain't even let me find it. <laughs> it's going to be foolish. I know it. Uh, it ain't that foolish. It ain't that foolish. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Here it is. This is how we should have started the podcast off. Peace and black power. Peace and black power. <laughs> peace and black power. Peace and black power. <laughs> that's it. Peace and black power. Peace that's and black power. That's what we're going to have, Rob. We're not going to argue. It's going to be peace and black power. Black. That's all. Listen, that's what we're going to have. That's all it is. And let's bunny hop on over to the, to, to, to the billboard. <laughs> all right. So I ain't going to mm. sing the song, but y'all know what it is. It's Josh Rise Athletic Abbreviation. And Super Bowl, Louis Vuitton 2, is set <laughs> and it will be blacker than black. Why? Because it's black. Black history is occurring during Black History Month through the means of Negro sports. What do you mm. mean by that, Joshua? Two colored quarterbacks are going head to head. With mm. pig skin and turf, 
for the first time in first National time. Football League history. It should be Negro Football League history because mm-hmm. none of the sports would mean anything without black people. Um, so that is going to be Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles and Patrick Mahones of Mahomes. the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Now, People said people have been making jokes that it's one and a half, one and a half black quarterbacks coming because you know, <laughs> ain't, you know he ain't Hello. fully black. But I, but I been watching the sixteen nineteen project and, mm-hmm. and I've been learning a lot of good things. Brian, side note, it is very good. I'm Two watching this drop. Very good episode one, folks. So they folk side super side note. I love the way that they're doing it because they're focusing on current issues, mm-hmm. but they tie everything back to sleep. I mean. Everything back to slavery. Everything. And it is so, but it ain't just like a, it ain't a leap, bro. Like mm-hmm. they are literally outlining like how slavery influenced this policy. And like, mm-hmm. even from like um, the mater- the black maternal mortality, like all of that. That's what episode wow. two is kind of about, like women's issues and stuff and how like um, they over-sexualize women and how they were forced to give birth and how that trauma still exists. Like, bro, it's, it's very well done. Anyway, said all that to say, the one drop rule. If you got one drop of blood, the nigga black. So Patrick Mahonis, we claiming you in the black delegation, and we, su- we, su- we support you and appreciate you. Right. I would give my Super Bowl picks, but I think I'm going to save it for something special. Okay. Because I don't need y'all to go put no parlays based on what I said, okay? Um, <laughs> you can do that a little bit later. But I, I got my ideas, um, but it's going to be happening very, very, very soon. Uh, two starting quarterbacks are coming, and uh, so bless. And speaking of black and the Super Bowl, bless up the black on clutch sports. And one of the um, <laughs> yes, yeah, she's a very beautiful lady, wonderful, wonderful gowns, wonderful face. Listen, uh, wonderful God, woman. God did something, something. God, listen, her. she's a woman of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Her name is Asian Nicole Lynn. She's the first black woman to be an agent for a quarterback starting in the Super Bowl. So, shout out to her. And we're going to talk about a little bit more, like we said, we get close to the game. But y'all mm-hmm. also know Rihanna we is are. performing. And we also she told y'all last week that Shirley Ralph is doing the Black mm-hmm. National Anthem. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. it's going to be black. Have they announced yet, Brian, who's doing the National Anthem? Have we gotten I think they yet? have. Let me go in there and do the Google Ace. Okay. See. While we're going through that, are you are you satisfied with the Super Bowl opponent choices? Is this you feel like it's going to be a good match? Oh, you without a doubt. Um, I won... We're rooting for somebody black. Absolutely. So I'm definitely rooting for Jalen Hurts. I'm you know, I'm not saying okay. who's gonna win, but I, that's what I'm rooting for. Um okay. I also saw his I saw his girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. and he you know, he loves the black peoples too. Okay. Um so I'm excited about that. Um and it's Philly, you know what I'm saying? Philly's Philly. Uh okay. shout out to Philly. Um no disrespect to Johnny. Who's you know from Kansas City and he, he loves his Chiefs, mm-hmm. uh, friend of the podcast, friend of real life. But you know, I just Jalen Hurts. Okay. Oh, uh, Chris Stapleton is performing the the national anthem. The country. Yeah, he can sing though. Okay. Is he, he loves, a Tennessee whiskey guy, right? Yeah, he loves black people. Tennessee whiskey. Uh, Kiki Wyatt, that's her song now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Some people you just sing it, and it's no longer your song. That's just what ends up happening. All right. Going from the Super Bowl to another fake holiday, Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, and <laughs> we are encouraging you to be petty on Valentine's Day. Uh, so the Saint, 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 the San Antonio Zoo is giving people an opportunity to not only do something for somebody 
you love. You think that would be the thing, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. are giving you the opportunity to do something for somebody you used to love. John Legend mm-hmm. said it like this. Baby, when I used to love you. Oh, good song. It's nothing that I wouldn't do. Nothing. Went through the fire for you. Do anything you asked me to. But, but I'm tired of living this lie. It's getting mm-hmm. harder to justify. Uh-huh. I realize that I just don't love you. How, Brian? Not like I used to. Not like I used to. That's a la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> so does he still love them? He just don't love them like they used to. He said, "Baby, remember when I used to, used to love used you? To love no, you. not anymore. Love you." <laughs> oh, oh so it took him the whole song to get to it, and then he says, <laughs> oh, "This is the part that's gonna bless me. Mm. You're, You're gonna, gonna miss me now." now. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> That's a good Ooh, album. John, we, we, we got to dedicate episodes to that mulatto man because he gave us so much good music. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, there was one, there's one skip on that album. Just and one. that is that I Can Change Foolishness that with can change. Dog. Oh, my oh, God. That's a terrible song. <laughs> it is a, I don't even, that should have stayed in the archives. <sighs> anyway. All features aren't good features. Listen, and I'm not, I wouldn't have been mad at Snoop being on the album. It's mm-hmm. that song, though. It no. does. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> saying all that, the San Antonio Zoo is an opportunity to name a roach after your ex. Um, I can name a roach. Hey, I'm not gonna say that girl name. I, said, name. <laughs> I know you. I, I felt it. I felt it coming out. And the Holy Ghost said, "Stop." I'm Proud gonna say it's, it's a reminiscent of the Dominican. Uh, you are messy nigga. That's the name of roach. You are messy nigga. <laughs> That's a roach. <laughs> I can name a roach. Uh, you are messy. Your ex will receive a I'm sending you a four-page letter. <laughs> and that was, oh, she did that phone yeah. front and back. That thing was eight. <laughs> you don't get this crazy girl away from me, Brian. Get away from me. I thought you was, I thought you was throwing me the assist for the song, but I see what you did there. You messy <laughs> Negro, you. Uh, your ex I ain't even going to finish reading that. Just know that that's happening. Next, in the, two, the 2023 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Every year, we get some, you know, we get some new announcements for people who are coming. But this year's class is a good one. It's a good one, Brian. Mm-hmm. Miss it, Mr. Mini L. Music yeah. makes you lose control. I, I know you like that. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest, I will be honest and tell you, oh. I, I can't say one song off the top of my head Tribe Called Quest, so I'm going to let you. Jesus. What's, the, what's one of their songs, Brian? Uh, <laughs> electric Relaxation. What is that? Uh, <laughs> scenario. Um, scenario. Um, Find my way. I can play okay. some songs. Okay. No, I'm not play me one. I'll play, play, one. I'll play one. Play me one off um, the top because that's the <coughs> one that I know. <coughs> one of my favorites. Let me see here. Okay. Okay. We're waiting. While we're waiting on that, to... the spinners are also on the list. So it is a really black list. And um we 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 love to we Ooh. love to see how black people get in their flowers. Do Bonita Apple Bomb is a good one. I'm the one do... that I'm gonna know. Don't be jumpy key. Um, you may not know this one. Nope. Okay. On to the next one. Don't know it. I don't know that. First of all, that's the Wayne's Brothers intro. Mm-hmm. That's them. Okay, there's another one. <laughs> Wasn't Q-Tip originally in there? Yeah. Okay. Now, I know some things knows. about them. You know this one. I'm sure you know this one. Let it play. Right now. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be mad at me. What? I thought that was I thought that was the Beastie Boys. 
not really. on Negro, not on Negro <laughs> Appreciation <laughs> Month. I thought that here we go, yo, was Beastie thought, and the boys. I thought there was thought white, some white boys. Was saying here we go, yo. Not on, not on Negro Appreciation. Month. I did. Wow. But for the spinners, we gonna we gonna sing one day. Could it be I'm falling in love? I know the spinners stuff, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> and you, then, you, you, you know all the old songs. I do. <laughs> I feel like you know if you believe in reincarnation, you was in a, in a soul yeah. group. And then it also <laughs> takes. They got another. It takes a fool. <laughs> That love don't love nobody. That's it. <laughs> now you right, bro. I grew up for some old school, <laughs> but but that but that's some that that mid year hippity hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I probably would have been one of them old men and be like, "What is this? Who should I judge y'all listening to?" <laughs> oh, but all this noise, them. all this noise, all this hip hop. Hip it, hip, hip it to the hip, 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 hip
only. That's or about 40 some thousand plus seats only. Only. That's it. That's the only thing she's going to. She's packing yep. up Jay-Z, Blue, Remy, Sir, Tina, Solange, and everybody. And she's getting everybody. in the bus. And hopefully she get on that bus and that plane and she brings out Kelly. She brings out Michelle. She brings out uh, Latavia. We talked about that. We bring out Latoya. We ain't going to worry about Farah. And we also bring out <laughs> some notable features mm-hmm. from people like, I would love to see Nicki Minaj hit the mm. stage. I want to see Feeling Myself and I Woke Up Like This. I think those are really great songs. Um, she could even do, Brian, in my opinion, she could do a hologram with Luther mm-hmm. Vandross and do that oh. the closer I get to you. Closer I get to, you. I get to you. Uh, Or maybe, you know, it would be great if she brought out T.S. Madison in real life and do the black light, you know, the cozy um, mm-hmm. beige, fluorescent beige. You know, that's T.S. Mm-hmm. Maddie. And then she can bring out Frida. I'm about to I'm bring Frida. Frida. She can do that. She can bring out Twinkie. Get on that organ and play that and, and play Listen. church girl. Listen, Listen. Go to Detroit and do that in the Lions Stadium. Do that. Can she get Andre 3000 out of retirement? If Is anybody can power? do it. If, if, if he will come out of retirement and do an unreleased feature for Kanye West, he can <laughs> he should come out of retirement and do a live performance with Beyonce Giselle. He can no. put on his Hey Y'all Pants perm that hair <laughs> and give us everything that we need. Them you a pads. bad girl and your girl <laughs> bad too. Even though I think that was J. Cole saying that. You got the swag sauce. So I think that was that was Kanye saying that part. You dripped the swag so sauce. Kanye dude. was jumped into the city line. I think he did that one. Oh, notable black history. I didn't know that. I think so. Learn me something. You the black friend and the black. It sound like Kanye to me. I may be wrong. And Because I, I know Cole and, and, and Dre were the features, but yeah. that, I, and I know that voice ain't Dre. So... Mm. Well, look at God. Well, that's all I have for the billboard. Um, before before we move on to the living room, I want to acknowledge that Brian yes. and I have started off Black History Month in two of our blackest pieces of apparel. He has on a free Huey shirt, which is very, 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 very on par with the living room. Because if you watch you people, Eddie Murphy entered the movie with a like um with uh who did he say was murdered? <laughs> It was a, a Huey P. He said, uh, it, was the P. Other it was the other Panther he said was murdered. One of the shirt. Oh, uh, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was murdered. So Yeah, Fred Hampton was murdered by, murdered by the FBI. Just so yes, y'all know. Yes, yes. And Brian is very in line with Huey Newton. He has his Black Listen. Panther shirt. I have on my Memphis, Memphis, Memphis shirt. If you're from Love Memphis, it. you know we say it three times. We be like, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. You know what I'm saying? That's how they get shout one. out to S. um, friend of the show, friend of real life, who was mm-hmm. designer of the shirt. Um, but we're gonna be black this month, y'all. We are. We're gonna be extra black. So if y'all y'all already know we blackity black anyway, mm-hmm. but we gonna be a, a, a so black that you're gonna question whether or not we are anti everything else. <laughs> That's how yeah. black we plan to be <laughs> this month. So with that being said, understood and accepted, grab your drinks, grab mm-hmm. your um your snacks, grab your chitlins, grab your, your hog balls, grab your Fritos, grab everything, every black snack. <laughs> Yo, a pickle if, with a, a peppermint inside of it. Yeah, with a Jolly Rancher in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grab your hot chips with Rotel in the bag. <laughs> grab your Frito pie. What's real blackout? Grab your, uh, what y'all eat out there? Black folk love a tamale, especially in California. Grab your tamales. <laughs> <laughs> your grab sunflower your, seeds. Ooh, barbecue flavor. <laughs> grab them. Grab your 7-Eleven slush, Brian. Grab it all and head on down to the living room. Let's have this good black history conversation. Let's do it. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around for the living room. This is what we call the meat of our conversation, Ooh, the meat of the meat. podcast. Steak even. The meat. Steak even. We don't drink that milk, as the Baba said. We, we, at a certain point, you don't drink that milk no more. You get to the meat of the word. All right. Um, but uh, spoiler alert for those. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not watched You People as of yet, oh, it's been out for about a week. Cut this podcast off. Cut it off now. Right? Because we're talking about You People in depth so if you haven't seen it i'm warning you right now press pause here and then pick it up when you get back from watching it okay so for those that don't know or you should know for those that don't know you people is a 2023 american romantic comedy it's a film directed by kenya bears which he co-wrote with jonah hill okay so those know kenny bears from you know blackish is his biggest biggest uh thing that he's done right uh clock Atlanta alumni um he co-wrote with Jonah Hill. The film features an ensemble cast. We got uh, um, Jonah Hill, who's one of the stars in the movie, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and the most importantly, um, Eddie Murphy pretty much anchors this, this movie here. Um, film focuses on an interracial couple and how their families pretty much reckon with the modern love amid cultural clashes, societal expectations, and any type of ger- uh, generational differences, uh, and Josh is, is working with his. It was, his you know, it's, 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 it's right there. I was like, "What do I need to do with it, Lord?" <laughs> Go ahead, <clears throat> just slang it back. So Listen. basically, this movie breaks and breaks down. It just deals with black, um, just you know, societal pressures and things of that nature. And interesting, it's set in twenty twenty two, right? Um, or it goes through different years and stuff like that. But basically, it's set post George Floyd. I want to say mm-hmm. they made some mention of stuff like that. Um, but it really deals with two folks, one black person come from a strong Muslim foundation. I mean, you don't get black in the nation of Islam. Nation of Islam. Black. <laughs> um, and you get, on the other side, you have Jewish. Um, he may not be practicing as strongly, but his parents, they go to Yom Kippur services and all the things. Right. Uh, they end up meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, off happenstance, um, he's looking for love and long, you know, relationship. She's not really looking for love, but she ends up finding it. Um, they fall in love, uh, and then at this point, it's been some like what six months or something like that before they actually meet the parents, stuff like that. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, we want to take this further. Now it's time for us to go meet the parents." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll start there. Initial thoughts on the film. That could be as broad or as little as you think about it. And we can kind of go into some more questions regarding some plot points and things of that nature. Can I start with a plot point and give my holistic expression? Go for it. Okay. So just because you just said it, I find it highly unlikely that at the six month mark, you're ready to propose and also just now meeting parents. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. That's all. Like, I'm not saying that six months is too early or too late. I'm just saying it's interesting how the two, like, you know what I'm saying? Align themselves because if I, because think about it, Brian, as a man, mm-hmm. if you've been, you didn't magically say I'm gonna propose at the six month mark. This is something that hit you somewhere between month one and six, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah at yeah. the at the at the thought of it, I'm likely introduce you to my parents just yeah. so we can go and get that out the way. Yeah, we're like, serious. Yeah, your first meeting of her parents when you ask for her hand, like. Anyway, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I think that was a plot hole, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. um, I think overall it was pretty good. Um, out of ten, I would give it like a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it twice. Okay, 
Um, not because I thought it was that great, but because I watched it once because Ash was sleepy. And I was like, I want to watch it. And I just want to watch it. <laughs> and then the next day I was like, hey, do you want to watch it? I said, I'll watch it again if you really want to watch it. So I watched mm-hmm. it with her. Um, I, again, about a seven out of a 10. Only because there were like the moment I just described, there were a few moments I was just like, mm. um, I will say Jonah and Lauren London had great on-screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. However, that does not take away the fact that them two being in a relationship is just unbelievable to me. And yeah. it has little to do about black and white. But first of all, Jonah Hill is a particular looking white man, just in general. <laughs> but in this movie, he looks really bad these he days. He does. Like <clears throat> he's like, aged poorly. Yeah, he looks he really looks, like really bad. The like he looked older than the people who played his parents. And oh, he's all yeah. tan and yeah, he could have definitely looks, been like their brother. He's yeah. and then the then the hair that they had him with didn't help and work. It was just I and Lauren Lund, and I get it. We see beautiful women with ugly men all the time. It's mm-hmm. just considering Lauren London's real past uh-huh. and considering her on screen past loves, this yes. was just not. Yeah. Not, not it by a long yes. shot. But so it was little things like that. So anyway, and then the fact that King, I feel like Kenya Barris is like obsessed with interracial relationships. He is. Um, he a is. lot of his shows center <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. have that at the center in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I know he's married to an interracial woman, um, the real Rainbow Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, who his character, his wife, his that character based off his wife, um, because she's an interracial doctor and all that different kind of stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I thought it was well done. I think Brian, you actually said this that it was Eddie Murphy did well, but mm-hmm. him as a starch Nation of Islam character mm-hmm. was like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I believe this all the way either mm-hmm. <laughs> because I mm-hmm. just just seeing Eddie in that capacity was it'll be different if he was like pro-black but not the islam thing because that just it was just i don't know it was hard to convince me that yeah. that was him wow he yeah. actually he, but he didn't do bad it's just mm-hmm. like i just it's hard to see eddie in that way but overall it was good um no movie's gonna be perfect um but those are some small critiques it didn't i wouldn't um say anything terrible about it yeah and it I was kind of funny yeah yeah i would echo yeah. some of those sentiments um I, okay so in this is not, I'm not trying to generalize anything, but oftentimes we see like a, a black woman like Lauren London, mm-hmm. right? She's she's technically from Baldwin Hills, but she's really Crenshaw, right? Born in Crenshaw, style, yep. flavor, <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. You usually end up falling in love with a certain look of a white man, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe looks like he has a certain level of swagger and flair. And although Jonah Hill's character, quote unquote, you know, had a whole podcast it, yeah. about the culture <laughs> and stuff like that. Aesthetically, he doesn't really look like what you would see as a smile like that fall in love with. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey going to be in the Super Bowl. He's a perfect example of who, if, 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 if black women fall in love with a white man who has swag and stuff like that, Travis Kelsey is that guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill is a, is, was a hard kind of sale for that. Uh, maybe she fell in love with his, his comedic timing and genius and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is. But uh, so that was hard to believe. But when I get to the point of Eddie Murphy, I think I said in the in the chat, like I think they should have just made him extra pro pro black, mm-hmm. and then that could have lent some more room and space for just comedic genius. Like yes, you know everything could have been like you know j- j- it could have just been funnier in terms of black folks. And I think I said this in our chat, like we roast the hell out of niggas, like we just roast people all the time. All the time. It's our love language. Uh, 
it's just what we do. You yeah. know, we just roast and roast in it. We don't really come off as like, you know, mean, but it's going to be, we're going to roast. We're gonna, everything's going to be a joke. Every single thing, every mm-hmm. plot mm-hmm. point, everything in the, the relationship is going to be a joke. We're going to be making random references. We're going to ask some questions to make them uncomfortable just for fun, uh, but not out of any, any malice. Um, but overall, uh, I think some things that were great, I think the first 10 minutes, <clears throat> I think the music in the movie was was great. Every scene had solid music, the fashion, the the cinematography. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, Lauren London had amazing looks. Um, the woman of God has been eaten. Um, no, not, not, that's what the media, that's what social media has been saying. I'm not saying that, but, um, she looked lovely. I am Lauren London. No, she looks great, a, but she's a little thicker than she was before. She's definitely, sure. thicker, <laughs> but Lauren London is a crush and I, you know, and she looked amazing to me. Um, oh, thank that. And that was hard for me to see you with this, this filthy mm-hmm. looking white dude. And mm-hmm. like, you're that fine. That's you the word. For this. Cause he looked dirty. Did he? he looked real dirty yeah. and just greasy. Yeah. And I was like, like she over looking bad and he looking just like, he don't shower. You know what I'm saying? Like it just wasn't mm-hmm. a good he look. She was out of my legs. Shouts out yeah. to Lauren London. I'm not shout disrespecting out. you. You know, shouts out to Nipsey, RP Nip, but, um, you are fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hasn't changed um but that's pretty much my overall thought i thought it was it was cool it was cute mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i great sound uh it was loud stuff i really love about you know movies like this um was it predictable sure right um but overall it was it was a solid solid film um so do you feel okay um and we talked about eddie murphy earlier do you my feel God. the film <clears throat> accurately portrayed a black response um you know, and this is not a cop out answer, but we've said it on this show several times that blackness is not a monolith. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the initial response is yes, mm-hmm. um, because I think most people who like my parents, my my mama straight up told me don't bring no white woman in my house. It was just <laughs> that was just what it was. I mean, she didn't sugarcoat it. It mm-hmm. wasn't what it was. So I felt like mm-hmm. if I would have brought a white woman. I don't, she would not have been rude, but she would have been very near long. Like, yeah. okay, huh. what is this? You know what I'm saying? And so I think the initial response would have been that of, you know, very kind of pessimistic, off-putting. Mm-hmm. But then um, <clears throat> as we, you know, found out that we were serious or whatever, then probably, you know, embracing that person a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think the movie did was have a lot of artistic license which we mm-hmm. see in a lot of shows, particularly with black fathers in general, regardless of the race, they are very like, prove this or do this or can you do this? Like, are you worthy of my daughter type mm-hmm. stuff? And personally, you know, while I have no daughter, but I just, I've always found so many problems with that mm-hmm. only because it's one as if you as a man have not been in those shoes before. Right. Right. So why would we perpetuate that level of trauma to another man as he's pursuing your daughter? Yep. Um, but I think that was amplified even more because it was black mm-hmm. and white, right? Taking him to the barbershop with the with the red hoodie on, um, the whole white man can't jump situation at the court, you know, questioning, you know, niggas in Paris song. You know what the title is. You just you were trying yeah. to get him to say nigga. And, <laughs> right. and he knew it too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that, like in terms of accurate, I'm not gonna say that 
Again, like you said, Brian, like black, I feel like we're gonna throw shade, but I also don't feel like we're gonna send this person through a series of tests. Like no. some stuff I know, like you're white, you don't know. And I don't care how much of an ally or accomplice you are, you're not going to be able to just relate to this side of the culture in ways that a black person would. And that's just a mm-hmm. fact. So again, I think some of it was artistic license and stretched and hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it was some truth in it. Yeah. Like for real, for real. Like the, you know. Because what you did see, regardless of Eddie Murphy, you know, his character's response, they tried. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't try hard, but they showed up. They showed up to the yeah. dinners. Mm-hmm. They, you know, even at the even at the, even at the um, rehearsal dinner. You know, yep. I know we jumped <clears> ahead <throat> when he called himself giving a good speech to protect his daughter. Like, all of that, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it's him, was him trying. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it was a over-exaggerated response that was sprinkled mm-hmm. with some real truth. For yeah. sure, yeah, I agree, and I think that that moment when you know the the niggas in Paris, I think that would that again that would have been like a, a more of a, in my opinion, I think probably more like a joke. I think somebody probably would make the thing that seemed funny, like oh, mm. what's what what song is this? You know, stuff like that. I don't really think that people would have put them through like real real tests. What's up? No, I was just gonna say when you said that, um, what is his name, Mike Epps? I think he was the rep- was is what how black people would have really responded. Oh just, yeah, yes. The jokes and, about the, him, like, you, I, you leave this credit card right here, we're going to spend all this, like, all of that. All of that, yeah. And then he took the time to learn at the end, when he listened to the podcast, said, hey, that boy be dropping some gems. Like, mm-hmm. like I think he was the real, I think he's a more accurate depiction of yep. how black people would have responded to a white partner coming into the family. Yeah, because what, what they, this, the disappointment was real, because also, I, I get, like, Eddie Murphy, he, you want to see a son-in-law that kind of looks like you, mm-hmm. right? Because in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a strange thing, Mothers, right, want their their sons to to want to be attracted to somebody who's like them, mm-hmm. right? Fathers probably want uh, their daughters to want to fall in love with something. They might not look like them physically, but have the same characteristics and personality. And Eddie basically said, like, I don't see myself in him. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. really just a dis- it was disappointment. So it's so it could be another thing. Of, I'm not going to go too deep, but it could also be like a thing of like, well, what is it about me that you didn't want somebody like me? You know yeah. what I'm saying, like, and and that's the thing, like, and and just for truth, transparency, my older brother, um, his ex-wife is white, his current, or she's Latino, white, whatever. She's she ain't black, right? She ain't black. <laughs> she ain't black. His <laughs> his current partner, she's not black either. Um, my younger one of my younger brothers, um, his baby's mom, she ain't black. You're right. So I'm I'm in a family of interracial relationships. I can go down mm-hmm. the line. I can go down the line with my right family, but so, but I can understand, you know, even if the person, say Brooklyn brings home somebody, and I'm gonna ask this question in a second, that you know is nothing like me. What if right? Brooklyn brings home a white guy, Brian? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you straight up. <laughs> that, that was the question I was gonna ask next, but <laughs> I, I think I'm a little more inclusive. Um, but I would definitely want to kind of figure out who that person is, mm-hmm. right? And I would want to know, like, well, why did you choose that? And part of me could be like, so is it the neighborhood we live in, right? So you're more comfortable around a certain ethnicity. Um, is it maybe we did not, you know, provide a certain level of exposure to, you know, put you in black spaces and opportunities? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no disrespect to any race out there, but like, you know, there are different spectrums that you could have probably stopped at before you got there. <laughs> Come on. Europe, you know what I'm saying? Latin America. 
know what I'm saying? You could have, you know, there's other spectrums that you could have went to before, yeah. before they're like, so I guess my thing would be like, well, how did we end up, end up there? How do we end up, you know what I'm saying? There. Um, and then on top of that, it's going to also be like a situation where is it, what, what type of white person is it? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, John B? You know what I'm saying? Like, is, mm. you know what I mean? Or is like it that, Chris oh, Stapleton? Right. Is it, is this nigga hunting on the weekends? Like, and wearing camo, right? <sighs> like, are you in, are you influencing him? Are 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 he influencing you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's layers to this yeah. to this conversation for right? sure for sure. Um, oftentimes within those relationships, somebody's influencing somebody, mm-hmm. right? I really mm-hmm. believe it without a shadow of a doubt. I feel like somebody's in being influenced. In terms of leaning toward a certain particular culture than the other, right? I rarely think I rarely see where it's like 50-50, right? Um, but um, so I, I guess I'm gonna throw that question back to you. How would you feel if if your boys came home with, you know, a person of <laughs> of a different hue? Let's just say white person. Let's say white person. Because I'm sure there's, there's it's gonna there's be interesting because I kind of feel like you, because I really feel like white women are the biggest threat to American society. Mm. <laughs> I do, I do, because you know I feel like they're one of them anyway. White women and a and a white man who is mediocre but thinks he's great are the two biggest threats to mm. <laughs> human mm-hmm. society. So, and I have a really great explanation for why I believe that that I won't get okay. into right now. Mm-hmm. But and that don't mean I don't dislike them. I just feel like. Let me just say this. The whole protection of the white woman and her being upheld as like this perfect prime example of like perfect humanity is problematic. Mm-hmm. And we've seen how it played out in several cases, um, how white women are protected, how they're always believed and all these different types of things. So that's why I believe what I believe. Yep. Right. And many times when they're in certain spaces, particularly with black men, that trope is is magnified. So anytime. Mm-hmm. She gets emotional distress. It goes back to what has he done? Is he abusive? Is he all these type of things? So there's just a yep. level of navigation that I think is very nuanced and particular mm-hmm. if a black man gets with a white woman. So yep. that would be the first thing in my brain. So I'm not saying I hate white women. I'm just saying it's because of those things is why I feel like right. they often influence how society moves and works, coupled mm-hmm. with that privilege of being a white man. Yep. You know, those two things in, in, in concern with each other. Right. How would I respond? Um, having that context in my brain, I feel like um, I really do feel like I don't know what I would feel, Brian. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. honest. I think I think Asher would probably I don't know how Asher would feel because Asher has a white sister-in-law mm-hmm. and they don't I, have I they ain't like best friends, mm-hmm. but they have a decent relationship. You know, Asher's brother is not significantly older than her, but like almost 10 years older than her. So like mm-hmm. he's a big brother, okay. um. So she was around that for you know a, a, a nice part of her life, um, mm-hmm. and she's very close to her nieces and nephews on that side. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I think I would say I want to say Ash would respond differently than me, but I also feel like I feel like I would be the one that Ash had to be like, babe, watch what you say, watch what you do. <laughs> I would just I feel like I would just have a lot of questions for Josh, similar to what. Mm-hmm. You um, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm just going to get down to it, because I really don't know how I react. I think it'd just be a lot of questions at first. Yeah. And to your point, who is this white woman? Is she Angelina Jolie white? Mm-hmm. Is she like Jennifer Aniston white? Like, yeah. yeah it's what it's kind of white. Levels to this you know thing. what I'm saying? Is she like the white Delta? You know, then the white woman who joined Delta? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is she that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or is she like Lynn? Remember from Girlfriends, Lynn's sister? Who was trying yeah. so hard to make Lynn feel comfortable? She turned into like this 
cultural appropriation. Like, because if you come in my house, and myself, off. what up, homie? Like, I'm going to be like, girl, if you don't stop talking <laughs> like that in my house. You know, because that I ain't going to be able to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it depends on. But And I'm also cool with you being like a lily white woman, but who's like just, but also like kind of down. Like, I don't know. It really depends on the type of white person, right? Right. And if it's like, if Latinx, you know, Asian American or, you know, straight up, straight up from the continent of Asia, like, you know, wherever. I feel like I would have questions if it was anybody but black. But to your mm-hmm. point, it's like you skipped a few continents before we <laughs> you skipped a few continents first, my friend. And I just was just trying to get down to the nitty gritty yeah. of why this, you know. And and mm-hmm. if and you know what? But same to your point, we live in Cobb County, which is yeah. very mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh and Jaden, even though they did APS elementary schools, they go to one of the most diverse schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they're exposed to a lot of inclusion. They have a white gay male principal. They've mm-hmm. had um, um, they've had classmates who've come out as non-binary in elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had classmates whose parents are of same-sex marriages and relationships. Mm-hmm. So, like they they're like to like they're exposed to so much to where diversity and equity, well, diversity and inclusion specifically, is nothing to them. It's just like oh, mm-hmm. this is this is the world. So to your point, if they've dated someone outside of their race. Mm-hmm. That would be a vantage point for me because I I went to nigga schools from <laughs> elementary all the way through college, mm-hmm. right? So like I only was around black people outside of some extracurricular stuff that I did outside of yeah. my school. So my my vantage point and my my selection was different. Don't mean that I wouldn't have ended up with a black woman, right. but like I wasn't. I didn't have the opportunity to just be out there mm-hmm. meeting white women and Latin women like in in you know in in in, in like that. Um, right. So I believe my sons will. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. It's a strong possibility. <laughs> I'm going to say it that way. But if there is some 40-year-old man out there now who's parenting a child, that means they're going to be in their 50s and early 60s by the time Josh and them get of dating age. And that's a different perspective than me. Mm-hmm. So that white family looking at my black... That's going to that's be the other thing. I think it's a little different from you, you know, just based on the, um, the double Darn. standard. I got to protect my son in a very special mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. In a very special way, because that white man try anything with my boy. Oh, yeah. it's gonna be some smoke in the city. You think you got mm-hmm. a shotgun? We pulling up, my friend. <laughs> it ain't gonna just be me. <laughs> Listen, you know. So I don't know. That's right. a complicated thing. I think ultimately I would want them happy, but I would yeah. have some questions. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think everyone wants their child happy, um, and but it it would just be like interesting. Um, so this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just you and I. In the living room. Yeah, yeah have technically. You, have you ever considered dating outside of your race? Yes. She went white. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Guatemala. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. It was one person, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. the devil's on the details. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time I considered what that would be like. Um, and that was really one of the things to where we just kind of, we kind of clicked mm-hmm. and it was like, huh, this could, could have been something. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, outside of that, no, yeah. no. I mean, now I'm going to say this as a caveat, have mm-hmm. I seen attractive white women or women that were not black? Of course. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I'm um, evil on is one of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Lopez is bad as she sings. She is mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm attracted to women outside of the black race, but I don't know if I went as far as be like she's wifey or let's date. Yeah. Let's, again, though, but 
I'm gonna say this: if life were different, let's say mm-hmm. me and Asha didn't date in college or whatever, or okay. you know, God forbid, we had broken up, and I went to law school outside of Atlanta, which was the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell that I might not have dated somebody outside of my race, but at the same right. time, I love black women so much that I don't yeah. know that it would have been. It would have been like. A, Going back to the Guatemalan woman, it would have been mm-hmm. something like I would have had to meet somebody who like I really clicked and connected with for mm-hmm. that to have been a possibility. And I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I wasn't looking for her. I wasn't mm-hmm. even considering her. It was like it just kind of happened. Um yeah. so yeah. How about you? Uh yeah. It, it's <laughs> I, I grew up in California. So, you know, that's kind of bound to happen. Um but I think I've always wanted to marry a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'd be attracted to other people. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think it's something about the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something I don't want to have to explain. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I feel like, again, spectrums, going down different spectrums, I feel like certain continents have certain cultural um, similarities mm. closer mm. than the snow bunny. You you're making great points, friend. You know what I'm saying. So like, I've always had this conversation. Like that would probably be the last place I would go. Like no disrespect to those are, you know, yeah. those folks. Yeah, no, I get it. But like that, oh, like there's so many different levels, right? Before um, I intentionally choose white, yeah, yeah, there there are different <laughs> levels. Um, yeah. Like, can we agree on oppression? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have, or have our people been oppressed? Like, what is the, you know, um, music? Do you care about drums or guitars? Like, it's 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 things. There's levels of these you things. On the one matter. and three or the two and four. Hello, is your, <laughs> when you, when your hair gets wet, what happens? Do you wash <laughs> your legs? <laughs> we gotta ask it though, because right. we got white women think- out here on national TV saying that they don't wash them. <laughs> Right. Do you, are certain things nasty? It's outside of smell. Like you shower the, every day. Listen, <laughs> there are things that matter. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things that matter. So um, to answer the question, <laughs> of course you've thought about it, but as far as going to the point of getting married and like stuff like that, that's a big, that's Ooh. a big deal. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And you also got to think about like your the next, the next, you know, the next level. You know, you know what I'm saying? Do you want to merge two cultures and then bring children into the world? Right. So. Uh, and that's not like discriminating. It's the fact of like I you you think about legacy and 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 all yeah. those things. Yeah. And again, like I come from a family who my family interracial dates. It's not a thing. I don't have any issues uh, with any of my um, in laws or their kids yeah. or whatever. I, you know, I love them the same, right? Um, but I just personally I always wanted to, uh, and hopefully, marry um, at least. As close to my culture as possible. Let me say yeah. that. Yeah, I will say, I, and then I didn't have it growing up. My family is black. Yeah, at least on my side, <laughs> they it ain't a. It's Your dad's niggas, name is JB. It is niggas everywhere. <laughs> it is niggas everywhere, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think nobody married a white Latin anybody. Oh no, nah, we have we got no no. But I've been to. We don't have many family reunions, but everyone I go to, there are different hues of black. <laughs> But it ain't nobody but blacks. <laughs> um, I think Asha's family has a couple of interracial relationships on her side of the family <laughs> at reunions. And it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. we've embraced, well, yeah, we've embraced them. And, I mean, they were well embraced well before I came along. So, um, but on my side, bro, I never saw it either. So, it was just mm. like, I mean, oh. they, I mean, we, we, are, we are black, black. We are American black. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just black everywhere. And that's Listen. just. That's it. I don't even think nobody brought a white person around. Really? 
Bro, we look, I can't. No, not on. I, no, not that I. Not that I know of. And not the other context is my family isn't incredibly close. But for like social media and everything. Nope. Mm, we look like the. We look like the United Nations. We That's are all. literally. <laughs> my family is literally Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is an invisible guard around the parks <laughs> and the rochers and side note my my mom's heritage family with the parks just for y'all be like who is that um yeah it is a invisible guard around them people and we were <coughs> like no the last mm-hmm. white person that was in our family was probably some cruel cruel slave master who Ooh. abused one of my ancestors that was mm. probably the last time <laughs> that Ooh. i know that i know of now one of my cousins somebody smashed somebody white Totally different. Mm. Don't know nothing about that, but they didn't bring mm. no mixed race baby to the house or anything like that. So yeah, I can <laughs> literally go. go through like cousins and like that. They, yeah, we it's the United Nations. Let me ask um, you this, though, Brian. Do you yeah. think that is a result of y'all being more open to the fact, or the fact that just Cali itself is this melting pot? Yeah, I think it's the latter. Okay, um, because it's like in hindsight, like. Going back, looking at my yearbooks and and like old photos, like everyone hung out with everybody, mm-hmm. so I I can understand was there racism amongst the cultures? Sure, Mexicans didn't like black people. Black people didn't really care for whites and Mexicans and Asians and all. It's all kind of stuff. Sure. But within that, I feel like if you're close if you're if you're close enough to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this is probably why the whites just didn't want to intermingle. Because they will always say, oh, next thing you know, they're going to be with our girls, right? Because mm-hmm. once you get close to somebody, human interaction is human interaction. Yeah. And and have you ever been, you know, been attracted to somebody who you probably off first look wouldn't have, wouldn't have even gave them a, a, a time of day, but you met yes. them and you're like, oh. Okay. I see that, you know. I, I can well, see, even you if know, you didn't do it, you you meet somebody your friend may be with. And you yeah. get to be like, I get it. I, I see. I, get it. It I see how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but it, it's really just proximity. It's really proximity, yeah. and you, yeah. And, and humans, that's how we are. We you meet somebody, and that's how you fall in love with somebody you probably may not be aesthetically attracted to, but you know they have great personality. They you know they they meet every core part of you, and then you're like, oh, okay. I can't help who I fall in love with because they just may be different. Uh, and within that, I guess I'm gonna ask this additional question. We kind of already talked about how far outside of our culture what we date but let's think about religion mm. right what does that look like because that was a big a big part of this i think i'm not saying it's a bigger part but it may have been that the dinner scene if anything that was really jewish history versus yeah. black african history, yeah black mm-hmm. diaspora history religion um so so let's let's pretend you're not married Yep. Okay. Let's pretend you haven't been in a relationship with this woman for, and got two kids together for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Would you have considered, uh, or in your current state, right? Say you're mm-hmm. single, Josh, right now. Um, okay. Your theology, all that kind of stuff, right now. Would you, if you're a single, Josh, would you mm-hmm. consider or be open to date somebody who didn't believe that you know that Jesus is the way? No. Okay. That's a strong no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's crazy because as inclusive as I am. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things because okay, while I'm not young adult Pastor Josh mm-hmm. right now, yeah, it does not change my deep commitment to my faith. Yeah, and there's no way, like for me, that is a deal breaker. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if she grew up, you know, 
church, Catholic. you know, Church of Christ or you know, something, <laughs> you know, something like that. But like right. to not be a Christian at all, yeah, it's too many traditional religious things that I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to mm-hmm. happen. So if I married yeah. a Jewish woman, like I don't know how I would feel about a bar mitzvah because that's yeah. not, you know, what I'm saying that's like what, um. <laughs> You know, you know, if she was nation of Islam, like I'm not what I eat bacon, and yeah. I know that's like seems <laughs> trivial, but like I'm not, I'm not not cooking it. I'm also not exposing right. my children to it. Like you know, and and those become the things. Like maybe yeah. we could be mature enough to live separately, but what happens mm-hmm. with the children? Because if yeah. you say I want my child to do this, I'm like, no, I want my child to do that. Like mm-hmm. that's big. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. where the rubber would meet the road because. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, you know, taking away all the conditions of my life today, I would still want children. Yeah. And how I raised them would be very important um, and in line to my... And a lot, and we've talked about this before, I believe, Brian, um, but, like, your religion shapes a lot of what you, how you navigate life in general, mm-hmm. right? Your yep. faith. Um, so, yeah. So, like, if I said, you know what? I feel like we need to go on a fast because mm-hmm. I just feel like we need to hear something from God. And yeah. you don't believe in that. It's like, we fasting. Mm-hmm. So we're seeking the Lord. You know, we're seeking the Lord. You know, and just I don't know. I feel like denominational differences would be a challenge in terms of culture, and that's but that's something I can get over. Mm-hmm. Like straight up faith differences, yeah. and then when you went to their extreme, that's the other thing. Kenya Bear is, I think he did what he did to give us two extremes: mm-hmm. Nation of Islam and white Jews. Those were two yeah. extremes. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if we start talking about Farrakhan. And slavery versus the Holocaust, <laughs> like <laughs> even though it was those are real conversations though, because some Jews do yeah. believe like, hey, we went through the Holocaust, but it's like, like the the recent history of slavery, yeah, right, is a real thing which we saw, and some of the effects of slavery still impacts Black people today. I'm not diminishing the Holocaust at all; it was terrible, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that, especially because for some white people, mm-hmm. if I didn't look at you, I wouldn't be able to know that you were Jewish. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. if there, are, if there are, and there could be, I don't live a Jewish life, so I can't say that there is or isn't. But if there are systemic things that are happening outside of like the anti-Semitic people who are like intentionally doing stuff, but if right. there are laws that are pre- like preventing the advancement of Jewish education of Jewish people, mm-hmm. right? You're, it's not as recent as what's happened. Like you got a Florida governor right now mm-hmm. who is banning. Black educational practices and yep. defunding diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives that don't just impact black folk, mm-hmm. but it impacts a lot of folk. But it's aimed at black people. Those yeah. same type of policies aren't happening on the other side, and we yeah. just have to be honest about that, right? That's just an it's not a it's not a dismissal of your historic struggle, but it is an admittance that black people are still facing deep struggles from slavery, which lasted much longer, right? So. Those are real, like, and if, yeah, and if we can't come to agreement on certain things like that, at least that basic agreement. Yeah. And that's just from a Jewish, not even religion, but just like a Jewish to black cultural difference. Yeah. Imagine we got deeper into the religious aspects of that, right? Yeah. So, no, it's a hard no. And for so many reasons, but yeah, how about you? Uh, same here. Uh, I, I took a hard time, you know, you dealing with somebody who doesn't even Pentecostal. Like, I'm walking around speaking in tongues, like. And you, you're like, what is what is that? What's going on? I lived it. <laughs> I married a good Baptist woman. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like even that even that stuff right i think sometimes my thing is really i don't want to have to explain stuff you know what i mean i want you just to know like what it's like you know what i'm saying um so yeah no i would i, I would rather not and again i think the biggest thing to me is really children like how does that that boil yeah, down that's to the it? biggest are kids going to church with me on sunday or are they going to the mosque right um <laughs> Like it's 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 different, you know what I'm saying. And granted, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam—they all sp- span or and they come got parallels, from, right? It, 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 we, we Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses—we all have the same mm-hmm. history, same foundation. So we but, get you know, to Jesus, get to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and right, we believe that you know the way through is through Jesus, right? So that would be the that would be the tough the tough situation there. Um, moving right along, um. Would you be willing? This is a a big, big deal. I think Jonah and them kept saying it, or Jonah really said it. He said, "How about we just stop talking to our family and it just be us?" No. And um, Lauren, I don't know her character now, but she said, "Nigga, we can't do that. Like, I'm not about to just stop talking to my family and just run off with you. Like, they are family. We got to deal with them for the rest of our life." Yeah. Would you be willing to risk straining your family relationship to pursue a romantic relationship? No, especially, I mean, think about, and this got to think about the dynamics of Lauren and Jonah's mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Jonah, he was like openly calling his mom an idiot. That's mm-hmm. just some white stuff anyway. <laughs> I don't care how we mad that we are, but we, we ain't face-to-face calling our mama no idiot. We're mm-hmm. not doing that. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. But while Lauren probably disagreed with the, uh, some of the, I ain't gonna say disagree, but evolved out some of the traditionalism uh-huh. From her Islamic faith. She still, from what we saw, had a great relationship with her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. She was just like, they could be over the top, yeah. but these my people. And I, and mm-hmm. that's how I am in a place too. Like, I think all of us get to a place where like, all right, mom, that's a lot. But that doesn't yeah. diminish the relationship or the impact that we have with our family. I'm not, right. like my family would have to be like on some precious type stuff. Uh-huh. And I would have already dis- disowned them a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I met you, right? <laughs> but like outside of like extreme examples like that, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of my family or leaving my family to be with be with some white woman, especially, um, yeah. or any person for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I think it would really depend on like what they on. Like, is it on some just like say for instance, if I fell in love with a person and it was white, mm-hmm. right? And their whole sole reason for just not liking them, not giving them a shot because, oh, they white. I would have to like kind of, I guess the the, the the rebel in me would be like, oh, I got, you know, because to me, in, in essence, it's like, you don't trust me, right? Mm-hmm. And then also you don't, you don't respect who you raised me to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you, you may have told me to be free thinking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But if you were, if you didn't even give it a, a shot, Accident, but if that person was, you know, a gold digger, crackhead, you know what I'm saying? Like on some just, you know, and 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 to the reverse, if they're telling me, like, listen, this is what I know about this person, I have information about this person, and I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. And it's like they're giving me legitimate information, right? Then it's it's dumb of me for them not listen. So mm-hmm. I guess that that's like a slippery slope. Um, because not everybody's gonna be happy with who you date. Right, but, even if they black, yeah, even if they black, right? Um, to me, I guess it really would be what is the what is their reason, and what mm-hmm. is it rooted in? It might be a situation where you know your mom, right? I'm, I got, you know, my mom is single mom. Like she could just like, I just don't want, I don't like this girl because she, you know, she gonna come in my place. Like on that's kind of like some, you know, 
Yeah, like, there's some other stuff we got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? There's there's other things. So it really just depends on what the the issue is. But in most cases, I probably wouldn't want to, you know, you know, rock the boat. You know, if it you know, could be because it's Issa. It's, if Issa, right? Me, I love oh. Issa. <laughs> okay, and she don't she don't love the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And my mama is a devout Christian, and she was like, I don't like this girl because she don't, you know. She don't go to church on Sunday. Then I, I that might be a conversation, but I might have to mm-hmm. risk like, hey, Issa, you know. See, yeah, but that's the thing: not going to, to church on Sunday. Sunday versus not believing <laughs> is different. Yeah, because how many people you know, Brian, that are literally your CME people? But yeah. you ask them something, they're gonna be like, "Man, God came through." Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. those people exist, and I'm not saying that. Like, okay, my grandma, perfect example. I, I'm not, and I'll just about to say, you know, how many women in the church have married? Men who weren't saved mm-hmm. and stay with them, yeah. I and eventually, some of those men got saved, and eventually, mm-hmm. they didn't, right? Mm-hmm. But they, but they still believed in God. They believed yep. in Christ. They went to church occasionally, but they weren't like you know what I'm saying. So that's interesting. That's that that to me is different than not being Christian. Yeah, you being agnostic or um, you know a totally different religion that you know altogether. Yeah. That's really different versus. Us being in different spaces in our faith, mm-hmm. world. I think yeah. that's I could probably deal with it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, so let's try it. It's great conversation. Uh, again, I hopefully I encourage y'all to go watch the movie. Yes, uh, even if you already watched it, watch it again and then listen to this again and kind of see if your thoughts match up or whatever, and let us know mm-hmm. about it. Um, a, a great part of the movie, uh, Jonah Hill, his character co-hosts a podcast uh, with this uh, lady um, named Mo. Okay. Yes, and Mo said basically, black and white people would never get along. She said that verbatim. Is that true? I think to a certain extent, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm having lunch with one of my former colleagues tomorrow. He's white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is it's ironically this is one of the I don't keep up with a lot of former colleagues. Mm-hmm. This is one that I periodically still talk to, and we we're having lunch for the first time. Well, adult relationships are interesting. We haven't lost for the first time in a year. So why does it seem like a long time? That's not a long time for adult friendships, especially for people you ain't like besties with. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I said all that to say, we have a decent friendship. and But I still think there are going to be things, and he's down. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, yeah. that's what I, And what I like about him is that he's a white boy. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Like white. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. white, Brian. Mm-hmm. Like we would... I would ride in the car with him on time to lunch, and that radio station would be like, where are you listening to? <laughs> White. Um, but at the same time, he also understood, or at least had empathy, um, for a lot of racist and inequitable decisions and things that were happening. Mm-hmm. So we were able to have some conversations, and um, there were times where he would say a couple of things I was able to call him in, and I think it was just him just not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway... Even with all of that, I still think that there is a divide, right? Because there yeah, could be things yeah, yeah. I could say, like I said, I think mediocre white men and white women are, are the biggest threat to society. Where he'd be like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. my mom and dad are white. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do I do with that? You know, for, from his perspective, what do I do with what Josh just said and that's my friend? Yeah. Right? On the flip side, what do I do with the fact that you're my friend and, you know, if you said something like, well, you know... DEI really, you know, really could cause division. And I'm just like, there we go. There it is. Mm. Because I think at some point, not to say that everybody, the shoe is going to drop, but I feel like there's going to come a point 
where mm-hmm. we're going to disagree or have major um, perspective challenges on certain things just because of our lived experiences. Yeah. And uh, you can't get around that. You watch This Is Us, right? I do. Did, did you watch This Is Us? Yes. It's, it's done now. So you remember the episode yeah. when Randall and his brother had that conversation about mm-hmm. racism? Randall was, uh, what's the brother's name? What the brother? He was clueless as hell. Clueless. He what. And he was like, so you calling me a racist? Randall was like, I'm not calling you anything. I'm telling yeah. you that as a black kid, my mm-hmm. experience was different. But mom and dad treated you the same. And like, he couldn't get it. Right? Mm-mm. And I think that's what Mo was really getting Perfect to. Not example. so much that we going to be fighting. Because clearly, they're, 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 they're best friends. Yeah. And yeah, business yeah. partners. So clearly, mm-hmm. there's a level of reconciliation and um, agreement that can happen. But I also feel like there are certain things that's going to always keep us a little separate. And I don't care how much the needle moves in terms of equity. I feel like there's a racial history that, and just a, and just again, how you were growing up. Um, if we use the Randall, what was that brother's name? Jake. What oh, if y'all watch this? Y'all know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, but like he just didn't get it. He didn't get it, and he grew up thinking that his Kevin. parents, huh? Kevin. Kevin. He grew up yep. thinking his parents favored Randall, mm-hmm. and was mad. And things like that. And Randall grew up thinking like they weren't really doing enough. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me to be around black people or allow me to do this because his dad also had an ego problem. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can raise a black son without seeking the help from other black mm-hmm. men who Randall, all Randall wanted was to was to know what it was like to be a little black boy. Yep. He and based on that show, he knew that early. And there's yeah. I don't again, I don't care how down you are, you white man can't teach me a black experience. You can't give it to me. You cannot give it to me. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I think that's just a prime example of how people can, you know, be around, be around black folk, grow up with, live in the same house, and still miss the mark mm-hmm. on, in so many ways. So I think to a certain extent, it's a very true statement. I think it's a yeah. very true statement. And I agree. Uh, Rodney King, I think he said, can we all just get along? Um, and to a certain degree, no. Nah, I don't, I think we can... We can coexist, right? But to your point, I want to. I'm, you know, I'm going to pick it back and close it up on here. It's I think again, like there are well-intentioned white folks, like you say, who just would never get it, mm-hmm. never understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about privilege. They're like, but I, I still worked hard for what I have. Yeah, you may have worked hard, but again, you still had a certain level of privilege, right? Bro, did you hear what the, when when they were talking about? Well, my my, she was like, and what was yours? What was his grandfather? And what was uh-huh. his father? And what was like? What was his grandfather? Yeah. Oh, he was a doctor. Oh, he was uh-huh. a doctor. He was a doctor. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, did so. you really work hard? <laughs> right. Privilege, right? And, mm-hmm. and again, I, I think there's a, there's a you gotta so even though you have privilege and say you become a doctor, right? Yes, I know you had to work to go through school. You had to get grades or whatever. You had to go through medical school stuff like that. But the thing is, did, what 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 advantages did you have mm-hmm. throughout life, right? And certain stairs and stuff like that. So they, I don't think they understand all of that. I don't think they understand the nuance of black culture um, enough to really get it. So, and I think there's a certain level of frustration from our culture of like y'all not never understanding that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I would ever. You know, I don't have any issues with folks, right? But I just don't feel like it would. It would never be a settling in yeah. my spirit or my heart on. I can trust you. You know mm, what I mean? Because mm, um, mm. you've been in situations before um, and they talking, yeah, we're down, we're down, we're down, we're down. And when it comes down to it, behind the scenes, they, they ain't down. They not down. They not um, down. 
And this is going to sound bad. I would rather a, a black person stab me in the back than a white person stab me in the back. Woo, it hit different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It do. It really at least do. If anything, right. If, you, if, you, if, if you're stepping on me to get ahead, at least it's a black person getting ahead. Right? <laughs> can, 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 can we bring it home? With yeah, that? bring it home. Tyree Let me wrap it up. Yep. Black community was outraged at those five mm-hmm. black cops. We were mad. Yes. Yes, but the moment we found out there was a white man on that scene and he didn't get the same treatment, it's like yep. here we go again. You know what I'm saying? It hits, yeah. And and he wasn't even a part of the actual beating that caused mm-hmm. the murder. But it's like, it's like we're not excusing these five cops. Mm-mm. But this man is on paid administrative leave. It took mm-hmm. you twice as long to release his name and picture. Yep. He was on camera saying, "I hope y'all stump that whatever, stump him to you know whatever." Like. And he gonna pay leave. Yep. And he's getting all this protection for what? The only difference that we see here is what, Brian? Skin color. So to your point, like it's sad, it's probably a sad, we probably had to go through therapy (laughs) to think through why we think like this. But like you're right, I would much rather, I would much rather a a quote unquote Uncle Tom Mm -hmm. do me dirty than this white man do it. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When a black person do something to me, it's going to be just like in Tyree Nichols, God rest that young man's soul. Mm-hmm. That black skin ain't going to protect you. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get yours. Yep. The white person did it. They might get off. It's going to be this mm-hmm. elongated investigation. They're going to question whether or not fault. I'm lying, what I do. All, it's so much that's mm-hmm. going to happen, right? And I, I wish that there was unity, but unfortunately, and, and I'm not going to say in all cases, but in many cases, when it's us doing something against us, uh, it's usually it's it's almost like in the family. It's usually in the family. We gonna fight. Mm-hmm. We gonna have it out, and we gonna be straight. But when you yeah. bring that other side in, mm-hmm. we automatically become the aggressor. The mm-hmm. we, we become we we become the one. That, so what did you do to make them do that? What you mean? What I do to make them do that? They're right. terrible people. That's what that's what happened. <laughs> right. right. So anyway, I I just wanted to like that's a real life example happening. Yeah. Right in front of our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> when black people did something to black people, and then you insert white person. It changes. It changes how everything is handled. So, yep. Anyway, all right. Well, that wraps up this conversation of the living room. Uh, listening. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Hopefully, again, go back and watch the movie. Let us know what you think. Hit us up in the DMs. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have some content out there this week. Josh and Chris, not Josh, Chris, uh, Chris and Jasmine have been doing a wonderful job. And oh, yes. Make sure y'all engage. Anything oh, that goes yes. out there. If they put any questions regarding this, engage. We want to know. We want to follow up with this to kind of get your 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 take on the movie, your on the film. We'll talk about it. We may or may not talk about our next episode. Uh, but please, please, please engage. Uh, and that wraps up the living room. Let's go on over to Pockets of Joy. Let's Ready, do Josh? it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never, ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. All right, we're here at Pockets of Joy. This, for those who are, may have missed last episode, you may not mm-hmm. go, what is, what is Pockets of Joy, right? Uh, so we replaced uh, I Am a Brother's Keeper, Black Person, Self Care. With pockets of joy, it allows yeah. us to be a little more uh, open to what we're yeah. going to be doing to take care of ourselves, our, our mind, body, and spirit. Uh, body and so for this week, and soul. <laughs> soul. Yes, it's like we're in the middle of the night. Yeah, come on! <laughs> I, 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 I forgot that uh, Brooklyn is a uh, is an Anita Baker stand. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she so loves sleep. Anita Baker. <laughs> it gives her peace. Yes. Uh, so other than listening to Anita Baker, Josh, what are you doing uh, <laughs> to be intentional yeah. uh, Intentional about uh, giving, uh, bringing joy to your life? Um, so this week, and Brian's going to laugh because he understands the context of this. I'm actually doing a presentation for my fraternity chapter. 
Nigga. <laughs> a full presentation. Slideshow, PowerPoints, has submit my bio and all. Nigga. <laughs> On behalf of Alfred Smyrna. I'm not chapter I'm sorry, trying to go break. And the nope. reason why that's going to bring me joy is because I'm doing it to a group of um, young high school juniors and seniors. Um, so having the ability to take my skills and know how to pour back into the community <laughs> is always, it's, it always brings me joy because I remember, like, I remember when I was in that seat and I also remember how I had some of those moments. I didn't always have mm-hmm. those moments to sit and learn from people who were, like, not as far yeah. from me in age, right? Some of those times mm-hmm. when I sat in that seat, it was, like, 50-year-olds, mid-40-year-olds, 60-year-olds. I was just like, okay. But to have somebody who's in their 30s who, like, wearing their hair like me, um, yeah. who can speak to the culture like to me that for me it would have hit home differently and hopefully it can do the same for them and then yeah. i'm gonna be able to bring my sons in that space so they can kind of be exposed awesome. to all of that so like that's that's going to be a black boy joy moment for me yeah, to kind of yeah, give yeah. back and to receive from them as well because i always feel like when you're in those spaces you learn from them too like right these young kids know stuff are exposed to stuff um that we were just not exposed to as kids and shoot stuff we right. don't even know about today so right. um, that's going to bring me joy to be able to give back in that way. I don't I don't have the opportunity to do that often. So to be able to do that is going to be really great. Um, and outside of that, bro, like because I am I have like this mid-March fitness goal, I'm chilling uh-huh. like on a lot of stuff like outside and stuff like that. So for me, it's going to be like, you know, finding pockets of joy within the house, watching a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Black History Month, so I'm going to go back to all the classics. Yes. Boomerang, Best Man, the original, Wood. Coming to America, I'm, you know what I'm saying. So it might just be a, and I know my kids color purple in full, um, <laughs> and I know my kids and my wife, God bless her, have not watched some of those classics. So it's going to be some learning, education, mm. and stuff. Um, so yeah, how about you? Uh, I'm uplifting the black family. So I was working last weekend. I was out of town. So this weekend I'm off. I'm going to be spending quality time with my family, and that is it. So uh, that brings me joy. Um, I hate. You know, spending the weekends working. That's like terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy taking breakfast and gymnastics um, and then lunch and breakfast and stuff like that after yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> we kind of talk about self-care. So it's intentional self-care, but joy. Uh, I'm, we're starting a pescatarian journey. So like we was for life. Uh, not for just for this month. Just trying okay. to see what it's like. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, love, I love bacon. Okay. I love bacon. Um, uh, you know, but um, okay. so we're doing pescatarian diet. Um, and we'll see how that works. Um, Brooklyn's probably gonna still eat bacon. She just it's gonna happen. She probably ain't, ain't gonna eat no fish, but I'm I'm definitely gonna do the uh the seafood this month to see how how it works. No, that's good. Um, I love that. I haven't had yeah. fried food since January, and I've been oh, craving okay. some catfish. Listen, and I think the internet be knowing because I've been seeing a lot of recipes for like different catfish dishes. <laughs> so I think I'm about me something anyway, but I'm blacking it. So I can just kind of, mm. I know it ain't going to give me everything I need, but it's going to give me a little bit of my fix. Um, but I, I love that. Are y'all doing this to like fast or is it weight loss? Like what is the, I guess the intent? Uh, it, it was just, um, I'm not going to say it was like the Lord called me to it, but yeah, yeah. it may have been the Lord like saying like, just give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not never going to eat bacon again or have a steak again. Um, but I feel like seafood, you know, soup, salad, seafood kind of is a, more um thoughtful lifestyle um although it's the first today we're gonna have wings just because we got it it's our last you know fix before we go sure. pescatarian for the month sure uh, but we had we did we did uh seafood for the last like three or four days so um 
we're gonna do it and see, see what happens and i'm excited for it and if it's something that i feel like works um because there's so much variety of seafood mm-hmm. right and i would rather have a more seafood diet because jesus ate seafood right um a seafood based diet and then maybe have like some fillers here every once in a while some bacon every once in a while some steak every once in a while but you know a tin piece every once in a while mm-hmm. but you know i'm gonna try it see how, how i feel about it okay well i am rooting for you <laughs> <laughs> right over here okay <laughs> i am with your I'm black. 10 piece on fridays i'm black 20 piece 20 piece um, on fridays mm-hmm. well 40 piece for the house yeah i eat 20 the other 20 is divided between the other three people. <laughs> wow, that is something. They just don't eat a lot of wings. And yeah. I can't control that. It's okay. Let me say it on the next step. Right? Do we have somebody in the, uh, have a letter in the field? We, we do. We actually do have a letter. All right. Let's get into right, it. Let's do it. All right, good people, we are at the post office box, and Rodney Jenkins does what he always does, and that's bring us our letter on time. But before we get into that, we want to let you know that you, too, can be featured on the Jigsaw podcast by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We'll do a few things, one of them being read your letter out loud, possibly give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns, and then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? All right. Uh, pronouns she, her. So can you mm. please provide us a name first? Yes. Sojourner Truth. Sojourner Truth. Great. Great. It is Black great History Black Month. Man. I'm going, I'm going deep month. into my historic bag. This Give month. it to <laughs> us. Give it to us. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Sojourner Truth writes it. That is a strong black name. Ain't it Sojourner? Sojourner Truth. Truth. Yeah. Nigga. Man. Yeah. Um, Sojourner Truth writes, hello, gentlemen. Love y'all and the show. Mm-hmm, I write you. this hoping it will make it for Black History Month. Nothing too deep, but who is your favorite black history icon and why? Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite thing about being black? Oh, oh. Like we, that's a whole episode. That's like, <laughs> girl, favorite thing about being black. Time. Uh, hope you read this one. Love, Sojourner Truth. Sojourner Rochelle. I'm going to give her a middle name, Rochelle. Truth. Ooh, that's my mama's middle name. Look at it. Mm-hmm. And my sister. Robin Rochelle. Robin Rochelle. And my sister and two That's cousins. Amazing. It's a family middle name. Rashonda Rochelle. Robin Rochelle. Rashonda Rochelle. Alicia Rochelle. And Felicia Rochelle. Oh, that's. Y'all are a black family. So my, gra- my grandma. <laughs> black and her, my grandma and her sister. My aunt Jacqueline, who I told you about. Uh-huh. And my grandmother, um, Geraldine. Another strong black name. Uh-huh. They decided another to name names. their daughters the same middle name. Mm. So my, my cousin Alicia and my mama Robin. They then uh-huh. had daughters and decided to name their daughters middle name mm. Felicia. No, Felicia is the my second cousin for having mm-hmm. that cousin. And so she named her daughter Alicia Rochelle, and my mom named mm-hmm. her daughter Roshanda Rochelle. They mm. both stopped. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a little Josh Black history, but Shirley Chisholm. Uh-huh. I've said it on this podcast before. I, I, I probably could have. I could have guessed that. Yes. Yeah, Shirley Chisholm. Just the way she paved the way for women in politics and um, the whole legislative movement, and just her stance of being unbossed, unbothered. It was very, um, it was inspiring to say mm-hmm. the least, but very bold and audacious in such a time. Um, and how she navigated life, you know, mm-hmm. in that very bold stance of who she was, and even having the audacity to run for president. Not just as a black person, but as a black yeah. woman. Um, so I admire that a lot about her. Um, 
that's just a quick answer. And then second, what I'd enjoy being most about being black. Shoot, being black. <laughs> Listen, I mean, <laughs> if I'm gonna just answer like, it, I like being nigga. black. It's so right. great. Like we go through a lot, but yes. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Do you see what my hair is able to do? Um, <laughs> you see my skin. You know, mm-hmm. you see how full my lips are without fillers. Um, like <laughs> all the things, and that's just, and that's just, and that's just aesthetics, right? right? Um, like I don't know, like I have rhythm. I can clap on beat. <laughs> um, I drive my car a certain way. I can listen to really loud things without my uh, hearing being impaired so much. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I have a community of people all across the world. Like if I say, me and Brian talk about Nucky Book, if I say one mm-hmm. line of anything. Random people will respond. Um, yeah. Like, it's just like being black yeah. is just a vibe. It's, so it's I a enjoy vibe, everything. It's like if I brought a post right now that, you know, I got a drawer or a bag full of plastic bags and that plastic bag is in another plastic bag, there mm-hmm. are thousands of people who know exactly what I'm talking about and why it's there. Yep. If I yep. go, if I be like, Brian, what is that in drawer in your kitchen? Just has stuff in it. It's a it's a junk drawer, and it's usually <laughs> the drawer. same drawer in everybody's. It's the end yeah. drawer. It's like closest to the end of the of the cabinet lineup. Yeah, just stuff it's in that there. one because you need access to it. You need to be able yeah. to open it up and get the screwdriver. There's nails. There's like important papers. There's you know the the the, the ones the limited warranty off that piece of furniture that you bought. It's all yeah. in there. <laughs> yes, it's literally manuals just all stuff. in manuals <laughs> stuff Random you ain't gonna never touch. Random <laughs> and you don't clean it out till you move. And then, oh, you yeah. start, and then when you get a new house, like we did, you start mm-hmm. it over. So yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so stuff like that mm-hmm. is just black, yeah. you know. And I love the fact that we have community in such unconventional and unintended ways. Yeah, I'll leave it because again, like Brian, this will be a whole episode. So it could be. Yeah, why we like being black? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm gonna answer that question. Um, even with all this oppression and how frustrating and how tiring it could be at times being black. I would not trade it for the world. Like I enjoy being black. I enjoy having a black daughter. I enjoy having a black wife. Um, I just, I just love it, and I would not want to change it for the for the world. Like I just love it. Do we experience racism? Sure. All the time. Do you know? Is there like, is there oppressive? Are there systems we having to fight? Yes. But I, I love being black. And it's funny because there was this video out on social media where a group of white people and they were saying like, "Are you proud to be white?" And they were having a discussion amongst themselves, like, nah, like, you know, when you say black people are proud to be black, they went through something to be proud of it. It's not about proud of being black, it's the proud of being proud of overcoming so many obstacles and still being here and being strong and being powerful and and literally changing the world in the midst, right, of oppression. And, and, Ah. and you know, despite all the things that happened, we're still here and killing it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, "Well, what are we proud about? We just white." Right? <laughs> and like, we 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 can we can argue why we're proud, and it's easy and eloquent to be like, you know what? That makes sense. That makes right? a lot of sense, right? Um, so icons, uh, it's, it's it's tough. Uh, I'm a shout out Fred Hampton, um, just because he's a, a vocal leader. Died way too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Malcolm X is definitely gonna be my my my. Black hero for a Mm. few reasons. Um, The biggest one is transformation, Mm. right? You started out being, you know, dating white girls, right? Mm. You know, in the streets doing all kind of crazy stuff, and then you realize, oh, 
you know, that wasn't a great idea. Go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Go to prison. You, you know, you learn about, you know, your faith. Then you transform into that, right? Mm -hmm. Then you then figure out some things within your faith and you're like, this ain't right. You know, uh, let me do some more adjusting. You called Malcolm X, not Malcolm, you called Martin Luther King and Uncle Tom and blah, 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 blah. Then you realize, oh, maybe I had that wrong, right? Then you go a little further and you talk about how the, so it it was always a sense of learning to get better. Mm-hmm. Learning to improve and then be honest with yourself saying, well, what I said before, what I believe before, you know, I've kind of done some more research and I really realized that where I sit now, I don't necessarily believe that anymore. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. ascribe to some of those thoughts before. And I feel like even in my personal life, like I, you know, even in my faith and I walk out, I think we talked about this before, you know, I've matured and I've learned and I've read and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't probably believe the things I believe anymore. I'm still devout in my faith. Yeah. But I, I may not really ascribe to some of those thought processes, some ideologies that I did before, and I'm okay. I'm okay with like, Malcolm X was understood of learning and unlearning, right? Yeah. Um, but then also his boldness in standing on what he believed, right, um, and speaking truth to power, which I feel like I haven't attained as of yet, right? Um, but I can definitely say, like, I I really enjoy that. I appreciate that. Um, and the idea that his voice was so strong that people that looked like him and didn't look like him were so afraid of the power of his voice. Uh, they, they, they conspired, uh, and worked together to kill him. Right. So that's, that's just a big deal in itself. So Malcolm X, uh, will always, uh, you know, be number one in my heart in terms of like, you know, influences. I can literally go on YouTube and just listen to speeches and debates. Yeah. Um, yeah. and how he's calling, you know, folks devils to their faces and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just love to see it. Listen, I love to see it. No fear. He literally lived with no fear. Well, he probably, he may have been afraid, but I'm just saying like, like living out loud and like no fear of what you're going to say or retribution or imminent death. You know what I'm saying? Like what kind of life? That's a, that's a life. You know what I'm saying? What manner of white man is this? Black man is this? Yeah. Listen. So, um, I really, I just like, I like Malcolm X. Um, and yeah, so. All right. It's it's probably a cliche person, but you like who you like, and it's there's deep there's deep reasoning of why yeah. you could, right? Yeah. Especially for those who like it more than just the he was he was you know he he was ready to fight and Martin wasn't like there's much deeper like, meaning yeah to him than that. Yeah. So the transformation of, of of in thought process maturation was is is it's a it's a perfect example of allowing people to grow and mature. Yes, the you know what I'm saying? Yep, evolution. Like he evolved more than like any person we can even think of right yeah uh, and then he didn't he didn't die into like and he didn't have like a crazy death of like you know he found out he was like addicted to crack and stuff like that you know what i mean like he if anything he died an honorable death you know what i'm saying like yeah, it's sure you know i, lo- I love i love it yeah. i love it all right well thanks sir Turner. um <laughs> we appreciate you <laughs> we appreciate it get to get some stuff off your chest brian let's do it all right let's go all right All right, we're here at a great conversation where we, you know, get some things off of our chest, man. I say it every single day, man. Listen, uh, tomorrow's not promised. Custom folks out today. Uh, so this is the time we can get some things off of our chest. Josh, is there something you want to get off your chest today? Um, There was, but in, mm-hmm. because this is Black History Month, the first day of it, I'm going to choose joy. Listen, I was going to do the same thing. I was, I, you know. 
I've I seen some things, things in the- and I'll save it. I, maybe there's a longer, greater conversation next week. It might be because I need to get it out. But uh-huh. for now, I'm yeah. gonna let Beyonce thrive. Uh huh. Because <laughs> she gave us a Black History moment. I'm gonna choose joy. I'm gonna choose joy. I'm a free Huey. I'm a you know power to the people. I'm going to do all the things and up our Black people uh, for this week. Next week. Oh, next week I'm coming for y'all. Because <laughs> there's some of the blacks I need to talk to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's why I'm saying that's the only reason why I'm sparing. If it was the whites, oh y'all would have got this. Y'all would have got this dragon. But it's the blacks. So I'm gonna let us start. As as we talk about Tina Turner, we're gonna start this thing out really easy. <laughs> next week we're gonna get a little rough. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So with that being said, let's do the next episode. It's been another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Wonderful Thank you episode. So much. For joining in with us as always. We love you. We appreciate you. We could not do it without you. And we're super excited to continue to grow and thrive and excel with you by our side. Dixaw is by your side. We appreciate you. <laughs> we do, man. We again thank you for everything you do. Continue to follow and subscribe. <clears throat> We're on every single platform for podcasting. Uh keep continue going on there and uh giving us those five stars or nothing at all. Leave some comments. Let us know how great we are. Uh listen. We are great without you. We're even greater with you. Puzzle Pieces, we appreciate all that you do. Follow us. Follow us now at uh, I am Josh Rogers. <laughs> Follow us now. I am, I am Brian Hare, uh, the Jigsaw Podcast. Check out the website. Um, again, thank you to our folk that work ter- tirelessly behind the scenes. Yeah, no, 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 uh, Chris and Jasmine, go follow them as well. I don't know uh, their handles at the moment, but, you know, Go ahead and follow them. Find them. Um, find them. <laughs> you know, uh, we do appreciate everything that y'all continue to do. Um, so before we head out, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Yes. Stay black. Don't die. See y'all next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh.